The Word of God to John chapter 15. I'll be reading verses 1 through 13. Commenting just briefly on verses 12 and 13 this morning. John chapter 15. This is the Word of God. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing." If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Father in heaven, thank you for giving us your commandments. This proclaims to us clearly that you are God and that you love us. And we praise you for your law We thank you for the relationship which is possible with you through the work of our Lord Jesus Christ and the power of your Holy Spirit. Help us to learn from your word this morning and to delight in it, for we ask this according to your will and in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord Jesus is repeating here what he said earlier in this same discourse. It's a long discourse, and back in chapter 13, he said, A new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And then he repeats it again later in chapter 15, beyond the the verse I just read. Uh, In verse 17, he says, These things I command you, that you love one another. Three times he commanded us. Now, anything the Lord says once is vital for us to understand. But anything he says repeatedly should cause us to be even more attentive. And this is a commandment here. It is as necessary to obey this commandment as it is to obey the Ten Commandments given on Mount Sinai. And of course, we know what true love is uh, when we see the ultimate proof of love. If a person loves someone so much that they would die for them, that they would sacrifice their life for them, that they would suffer for them, that they would pay the debt for them, however great that is, that is the greater love that the Lord is speaking of in this passage, to lay down your life willingly. And not only do we know he loves us by his actions, but he calls the ones he died for his friends. And Lord willing, I'll be sharing a little bit more maybe what that means, certainly not uh, flippant, uh, similar to what Rodney was sharing. Uh, But we are his friends. He communicates with us on an intimate level in a way that shows his great love for us. Now, in Exodus 33, it says that the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And if we understood, I think, more uh, the reality, the amazing reality that uh, we are able to communicate with the Lord as friends, as he said we are clearly here, we would say something like Moses did also in Exodus 33, verse 13. 
Moses said, Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you. Very bold, and and, uh, he knew he could come before God and ask that. And after this, the Lord said to Moses, You have found grace in my sight. I know you by name. I know you by name. The Lord is on a face-to-face basis and close communion with his servants. And he knows us all by name, meaning he knows who we are. He knows intimately how weak we are, and yet he loves us with an everlasting love. And then in verse 18, Moses boldly, again, longingly asks, Please show me your glory. Moses knew how to communicate with the Lord, I believe, as a friend, as one to whom he could say whatever was on his heart, and to whom he could ask anything according to the Lord's will. And in this ceremony that we can rejoice in every week, we are reminded of this relationship of love that we have and friendship with the Lord. And this is all through his sacrificial love. And we can love him because he first loved us. And we can love each other because his love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And in this uh, commandment that we have here, it says uh, we are to love one another as he loved us. Well, that's possible by the power of the Holy Spirit. We are called to the same kind of sacrificial love for each other that he demonstrated on the cross. And in the uh, membership booklet, under the uh, heading that uh, I believe in an every member ministry, there are 39 one another uh, verses listed. Uh, Seven of those are are commandments, and it says that we should love one another. Seven of those. I'd like to read a few of the other ones. And I'd like you to think about these. We are called to this, brothers and sisters, and um, we should treat each other in this way. Be at peace with one another. Be devoted to one another. Honor one another above yourselves. Live in harmony with one another. Be willing to associate. Stop passing judgment on one another. Pursue peace with one another. Build one another up. Be of the same mind with one another. Accept one another. Admonish one another. Serve one another. Show forbearance to one another. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other. Be subject to one another. Do not lie to one another. Bear with one another. Forgive one another. Spur one another on to love. Encourage one another. Do not speak against one another. Do not complain against one another. Confess your sins to one another. Fervently love one another. Offer hospitality to one another. All these, I believe, describe an active love. This is the love that we are called to have toward one another. This is an active love. In fact, I think an inactive love is an oxymoron for a Christian. There's no such thing. It is not true love. It is not Christ-like love. It is not self-denying love. And it is not self-sacrificing love. As the Lord loves us. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come to this communion meal to celebrate your great love for us and to be reminded of how great it is and that we can commune with you as friends do. You laid down your life for us, your friends. In that sacrifice, we know your love. And there is no greater love. We come also as your children and as your servants in obedience to your command to have this ceremony and to praise you for your love, to rejoice in your love. If we are not walking in obedience to your commandment to love one another, we ask for your forgiveness. And we would pray that we would be filled with your spirit and show the fruit of that love. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.